Hello, everybody. Welcome back to What's Poppin'. Um, currently Tuesday night, or Tuesday evening, I should say. It's not, it's dark outside, but it's not quite like night-night time. That sounded childish. Didn't mean it to, but, um, yeah, no, it, you know, here in Jersey, when it, you know, I, I guess everywhere on the East Coast, it gets darker out during winter, like, a lot quicker. Like, by, like, 4.30 p.m., it'll be almost pitch black outside, and you're kind of just like, oh, well, that happened. That's, a, uh, that's cool. That's fun. You know? Love, I love doing that. I love, I love going out for an afternoon stroll, and as I'm, you know, walking back home, I realize, oh, shit, it looks like it's midnight outside. I should be careful where I'm going and who I happen to come across. Especially for women, because, you know, it, for whatever reason, guys can't handle just walking past a woman on the street and not being creepy towards them. Not saying all guys, but, you know, there's a, there's a good amount. Um, yeah, so, uh, anyway, I do have a topic for this episode because some, some news recently came out today that I wanted to discuss. And, uh, I'm slightly indifferent about it, let me tell you that. So this, this is probably going to be quite a rant that I go on. So, uh, buckle up, put your, put your seatbelts on, uh, and, uh, keep all hands and feet inside the ride at all times, and be prepared for quite the roller coaster that we're about to go on. Because, holy shit, I'm both upset and intrigued at the same time but I'm more upset it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird kind of like a middle ground that I'm in you know it's it's uh it's kind of awkward also by the way if I happen to sound slightly out of breath throughout this I had my heater on in my room for a good like 10 15 minutes so it's very hot in here I have my window open to let a bit of cool air in so I don't know when that'll start to really flow in and kind of you know air out the room but um anyway let's let's get going so I'll start off with I guess I'll kind of start from the beginning of all this so first of all if you couldn't tell already from listening to any episodes I'm a huge comic book fan I love superheroes i love marvel and dc um so obviously i pay attention to any news that comes out regarding you know any comic book movies whatever i watch a lot of comic book movies i don't read a whole lot of comics but i have a good amount that i you know need to start reading through but I just, you know, I procrastinate reading through that all the goddamn time. So I'm kind of just like sitting here, just staring at them, just like, wow, look at all that reading material. I'll get to it at some point. But anyway, um, I've been f- I, I've been following the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, since the release of Captain America, the first Avenger. Now, granted, I was I was very much alive and around for the first Iron Man movie. It came out in 2008. I was about five years old when it came out. 
Um, but I just like, you know, I, I was too young to like, you know, be able to sit in theaters and watch a movie, you know, like I, I'm pretty sure I told the story on here before of how I went with my grandma to go see Meet the Robinsons in theaters in 2007. So, you know, a year before Iron Man and in the middle of the movie, I told my grandma that I was ready to leave and we got up and left. So I'm not, you know, when I was, when I was younger, I didn't have the best attention span for movies, but, um, also another fun story, uh, regarding my, uh, attention span regarding movie theater experiences in 2011, which was the same year that the first Avenger came out. Um, I went with one of my family members who I'm not super close with on my dad's side of the family to go see Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part two. Need I remind you, I had not seen a single Harry Potter movie before this. So I had no idea what the fuck was going to be going on in the movie. But I went anyway because she wanted someone to go with and she knew I was into shit like that. So she asked me and I just, you know, just to be nice, I said yes. I didn't really have a choice. My mom was kind of forcing me, I'll be honest. Love you, mom, but still, why did you make me do these things? Anyway... So we go to the movie, and we're maybe, like, half an hour into the movie. If you don't know, Deathly Hallows Part 2 is fairly long. All the Harry Potter movies are fairly long, but, I like, combining the fact that it was a pretty long movie with also the fact that I had no idea what I was watching and what was going on, about 30 minutes into the movie, I fell asleep, and not even kidding... I did not wake up until the credits. I literally woke up and the credits started rolling. And I started hearing everyone in the theater clapping. So I just like, I kind of, I kind of like jolted myself up. So I looked like I was awake and paying attention. I started clapping. And as we were leaving, she was like, so did you, you know, did you have fun? Did you like it? And I was like, yeah, I loved it. It was great. And I was just like, uh, the fuck what what did I miss I missed a lot didn't I hindsight I definitely did miss a lot now that I've seen all the Harry Potter movies I can for sure say I missed a lot but anyway so um 2011 my stepdad takes me to go see Captain America the first Avenger and because it was a superhero movie and it was a character that I was familiar with I was able to watch all the way through and pay attention and enjoy the movie Granted, a lot of people, even diehard MCU fans, aren't don't love that movie. I still think it's a great movie. I haven't seen it in a while, but I still remember enjoying it all those years ago, regardless of whatever. But I didn't really get into paying attention to the Marvel movies until I saw The Avengers a year later. That's when I was like, oh shit, you know, all these characters are, you know, coming together on screen so who knows what to expect going forward from here who knows who else is going to show up and of course if you've seen it you know that you if you've seen avengers you know that the end credit scene teased thanos and i remember we stayed for the end credit scene me and my stepdad and i didn't know who thanos was at the time so i asked him to look it up and he was like that was thanos who in the comics wields the infinity gauntlet and then i I knew I had saw or read something about Thanos before, so I instantly knew where it was probably going to go from there.
again with hindsight i was right because <laughs> we you know we ended up at infinity war and endgame but um also in 2012 the first amazing spider-man movie had come out and i still to this day have not seen the first amazing spider-man movie i'll be honest at the time i don't even think i had seen all three sam raimi spider-man movies yet i'm pretty sure i saw the third one at some point but i had not seen the first two but i did end up watching the first two not long after so you know well before i was i got to my like preteen years i had seen the sam raimi trilogy but i still had not yet watched the amazing spider-man even though i was hearing stuff about it but i did go to theaters to see the amazing spider-man 2 granted i do not remember that i do not remember any like i barely remember any of the movie seeing it in theaters Really, the only thing I remember watching in theaters during that movie and reacting to it was Gwen Stacy's death scene, and that's it. I don't remember a single other thing from seeing that movie in theaters. But, um, that movie killed that franchise, that, you know, Andrew Garfield's career as Spider-Man because it was received poorly by critics and the general audience it didn't make its money back at the box office excuse me but you know it kind in my eyes it kind of worked out because that led to us not only having sony allow marvel and disney to use spider-man in the mcu but that you know I think it was like late 2015 they casted Tom Holland as Spider-Man with his first appearance set to be in Captain America Civil War. And by that point, I was fairly caught up with the MCU. Now, to this day, I still have not seen every MCU movie. I will be honest. There are a few I'm missing. I just recently watched The Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2 for the first time. The Incredible Hulk, I did not mind. It wasn't, like, terrible, but it definitely was not the greatest Hulk movie they could have ever put together. Iron Man 2, I didn't think was as bad as I had heard people talk about it. Like, it's a decent follow-up to the first one. Like, the first one always is going to be, like, legendary. Not only in terms of the Iron Man trilogy, but in terms of the MCU in general. But anyway, I still haven't seen the first Thor. I still haven't seen Iron Man 3. I still haven't seen the second Thor, and I still haven't seen Doctor Strange. Those are the only movies I'm missing. So I kind of just have to watch those, and then I'm, you know, I'm good. I've After I've seen those, I've officially seen all the MCU movies. Um, but it, you know, it's weird. It was weird, kind of. Because I remember the announcement that they made before they officially announced that Captain America 3 was going to be Civil War. Because I remember there was a panel that Kevin Feige hosted stating that Captain America 3 would be called Serpent Society, which is a story from the comics. It is a storyline 
that involves Captain America, and I think it does involve Bucky Winter Soldier in some, you know, capacity. But nonetheless, when it was announced as Civil War, and, like, we got the castings of Tom Holland as Spider-Man, and Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, I was still excited nonetheless. Like, I, I remember I read the i read the seven main issues of the civil war comic event kind of like in preparation i know that the movie and the comic are way different like there's a there's so many differences first of all the comics are allowed to use every marvel character so that includes fantastic four x-men daredevil luke cage all them and the movie because it hadn't introduced that many characters at that time had to dial it back to about five or six people per team, you know, on Team Iron Man and Team Cap. But still, seeing Spider-Man and Black Panther in live action, not only together, but with the rest of the established MCU at that point, was really fun. But, I did know for a fact that, you know, at that time that they were planning on if The Amazing Spider-Man 2 had done well, they would have folded Andrew Gar... Eh, sorry, I bit my tongue. They would have folded Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man into the MCU. And they had actually been planning that since the production of the first Amazing Spider-Man because they had planned to include a shot of New York in The Avengers, which um, would have included the Oscorp Tower from those movies in the New York skyline and it would have been fairly close to the now established Avengers Tower or you know it's not the Avengers Tower anymore because someone bought it you know if you've seen Age of Ultron so pretty much every movie post Age of Ultron you know that they don't stay at that tower anymore they they have a new facility um but yeah, at the time, the, that was planning on happening, but they, but I think Marvel and Disney were kind of like hesitant to do it because they wanted to see how people perceived Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. But also, it would have just been weird, you know? Like, I don't think it would have worked as well as they maybe wanted it to because had that happened you would have been like, okay, but where was Spider-Man when aliens were attacking New York? You know? Like, that would have been a big question on everyone's minds. They would have had to address that. And any, you know, explanation they could have came up with for that, I don't think anyone would have bought it. Because I'm pretty sure the Amazing Spider-Man movie is set in 2012. So it just wouldn't have made sense. It would like everyone would have been so confused. Like, how did he have time to like become Spider Man and focus on fighting the lizard and trying to figure out what happened to like his parents and Uncle Ben, but also fight off a giant swarm of aliens coming out of a portal from space? It just it it makes me glad that they waited a while before they introduced Spider-Man into the MCU. But at the same time, it's like, why didn't they just work this out from the beginning? Like, having, like, 
having to wait so long for Spider-Man to be brought into the MCU kind of feels weird because we had to go eight years in the MCU before we saw Spider-Man when ever since Marvel Comics was first established he's been a mainstay and he's been an integral part in a lot of major events so it just kind of always felt weird not seeing him until so many years later but I, I was like I'll take what I can get you know when I saw Civil War I was I literally was like so giddy I was bouncing in my seat up and down getting to see him during the airport battle and especially like yo the whole theater erupted in you know applause when Tom Holland first appeared on screen and from that moment I was like that is definitively the best live action Peter Parker we've ever had now I know a lot of you comic book fans are probably shouting at me for that but I'm sorry it's true like I listen I genuinely I've seen you know I've seen the Raimi trilogy I've seen Amazing Spider-Man 2 and while that's not the best demonstration of Peter's character in that movie you know I still have a fairly good idea as to how he was in you know the first movie both at both you know Peter Parker and then Spider-Man and with Toby's Peter and his Spider-Man and Tom's Peter and his Spider-Man not only do I know all three of their versions so well at this point especially but also not only have I read some newer you know Spider-Man comics you know I um I started reading the first few issues from the Amazing Spider-Man run that started in 2017 from Nick Spencer. And then, you know, I've also, you know, read some other stuff involving Spider-Man from, you know, a few years ago, from like the early 2000s. And I have a giant, you know, like collection of Spider-Man, like old Spider-Man comics from like when he was first introduced in, you know, into comics. And no matter, you know, every time, every version of Peter in the comics, I just, I see all of those aspects to his character in Tom Holland. Like, I I can't see them all in Toby's Peter Parker. I can't see them all in Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker. But I see them all in Tom Holland's Peter Parker. So... You can get mad at me, but I've done my research. I've yeah, I've done I've done my own, you know, hypothesis and, you know, scientific conclusion on this. But nonetheless, I still enjoyed Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I thought his especially the suit in Amazing Spider-Man 2 was phenomenal. It's top 3 best live action spider-man suits we've gotten he does a fairly good job as both peter and spider-man i'll i really will like give him the benefit of the doubt but i have never well not not never but after seeing them now i do not like the raimi trilogy i just don't there's a lot of issues i have with each movie 
I like I agree with everyone that Spider-Man 2 is the best out of the three, but even then I still have some major problems with that movie, both as a movie fan and also as a Spider-Man fan. So I just I just can't like I I don't get how people can literally go online and say that Spider-Man 3 especially is a good movie. My phone Ah, hold on, wait, I gotta turn. Alright, there we go. But anyway. Like, Spider-Man 3 is so fucking bad. But yeah, I still people online, still see people online defending every single frame of that movie. And I'm just like, you are so blinded by nostalgia for Sam Raimi's trilogy that you cannot see the amount of faults that are in that movie. It is so bad. I, I don't have the time to discuss why here because I want I still want to get to my point of this whole thing but Jesus that movie is atrocious but I don't blame it on Sam Raimi I blame it on Sony they interfered way too much they caused a lot of the problems with the writing the characterization the plot the, all of it so anyway cut to I'm in the theater for the first time last year watching Spider-Man Far From Home and it's getting to the end of the movie you know Peter's you know swinging through New York texting MJ letting her know that he's about to arrive to you know pick her up to you know swing her around the city and show her what it's like and I'm just like you know all the stuff that's happened in the movie you know the Mysterio twist which I saw coming from a mile away with which I'm sure pretty much every other Spider-Man fan did because why the fuck would they do a 180 and make Mysterio a good guy? Like, that's just weird. Um, and then, you know, Peter defeating Mysterio. Mysterio, quote-unquote, dying. I don't think he's actually dead. But, you know, again, another conversation for another time. And, you know, Peter swinging through the city with MJ... And they get to the last frame of them swinging, and then the the main, like, title credits start rolling. And I'm just like, okay, that was enjoyable. Let's see this post credit scene. Nah, sorry. Had to bite a hangnail. But anyway. It gets to the, it gets to the mid-credit scene. And, you know, they stop at a, they stop at a street corner. And, you know, Peter's about to swing off. He jumps on a lamppost. The, and the billboard on the side of the building turns on. And it's this news guy talking about, oh, here, you know, we're about to show you a video of, you know, Mysterio moments before his death. And it plays the doctored footage of Mysterio blaming Spider-Man for everything that happened in London. Saying he was using Tony Stark's technology to kill a bunch of people. And I was like, oh, shit. That's going to be a problem. It's definitely going to be something that Peter has to try to fix in the next movie. And then he says they're about to show a clip from the Daily Bugle website. And I'm just like, wait a minute. Is that? And then there he is. J. Jonah Jameson, played by the same actor from the Raimi trilogy. And I lost my shit. And I thought that was going to be it. I thought that was going to be the biggest surprise from the post credit scene. And he's like, you know, Mysterio will go down as the greatest hero of history. Spider-Man, he's a menace. I always knew it. 
then he's just like, here's the real shocker. You better be sitting down for this. And the Mysterio is like, Spider-Man's real name is, and it gets cut off. And I'm just like, no, we're not doing this. And then it cut, the camera cuts back on. Mysterio's like, Spider-Man's real name is Peter Parker. And then a giant photo of Peter plasters on the screen. And, the, and it cuts off with Peter about to say, what the fuck? And oh my god, I literally was sitting there wide-eyed, mouth wide open in shock that they just did that to close out Far From Home. Like I was... I was over the moon shocked that they did that. And I was like, this is amazing. There's the the Spider-Man 3 is going to be nuts. This is going to be so cool. I like I'm so excited to see how this goes. And you know, this, you know, the anticipation for the past, you know, year has like really or year and like a half now has been building and building for this movie. And then The announcement a few days before D23 comes out from I see it the first place I see it was IGN's Instagram and at first I was like am I reading this right and the title of it was Spider-Man is out of the MCU and I was just like this cannot be fucking happening and then I spent the next like month and a half constantly paying attention to articles seeing why this happened turns out it was because Disney wanted more of the percentage from the sales or I forget who wanted so either Sony or Disney wanted more percentage of the sales for merchandising and you know ticket sales whatever whatnot and blah 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 bunch of money shit that I don't care about and then come I think it was August because I think the announcement of that was made in July and then August they were just like good news Spider-Man's back in the MCU and I was like thank god they worked something out I, I when I tell you I would not have watched another Spider-Man movie if it wasn't in the MCU I really wouldn't have because at that point I would have been like well what's the fucking point if he's not going to be able to interact with everybody now I don't care I care because Spider-Man's in the MCU where he belongs now. But luckily, they kept him in. Contract said, you know, one more solo movie, another team-up movie, and then they'll renegotiate from there. And I'm just like, fine, cool, I'll take what I can get for now. Anyway, a few months after that, you know, they start, you know, Marvel starts kind of speaking about Spider-Man 3, you know, you know, Kevin Feige whoever else starts talking about how the story's gonna go and they're just like yeah Peter's gonna have to deal with his identity and keeping everyone close to him safe and I was just like good this is what I expected glad this is what I'm getting and then one day I see I start seeing a bunch of posts on like Twitter and Instagram and in my Google news feed and I'm just like should we be doing this right now and it's, you know, rumors going around that Sony and Marvel are trying to get Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire back as their Peter Parkers for Spider-Man 3. Now listen, I'm all for doing 
a live action spider verse at some point but i don't think it should be now i think peter on his own you know tom holland's peter should finish his you know trilogy resolve the cliffhanger from far from home on his own and really come into his own as his own superhero as his own spider-man because you know there's the whole you know everyone complains excuse me everyone you know constantly complains oh he's too reliant on iron man he's too reliant on other people it's like shut the fuck up leave him alone let him grow he's still a kid and I'm just like, why don't we just, like, can we please just, like, wait? You know, I, and I was just like, I hope to God these are just rumors. And for a while, you know, it stayed that way. You know, it's just it, rumors that floated around and died out. And I was like, cool. And then they started to pick back up again. And I was like, why is this happening again? Why is this conversation getting brought back up again? Is there are there articles going around that I don't know about? Did something get revealed or announced and I missed it? And I started digging, you know, and I was just like, I can't find anything. So I guess it's still just rumors, but I'm getting nervous that it, it's getting brought up again. And then just recently, you know, two, you know, one, two months ago, I forget when it was, but um, Jamie Foxx comes out and posts on his Instagram that he's coming back to Marvel to play Electro in Spider-Man 3. Now, when I first read that, I was nervous because I was just like, fuck, we're really doing Spider-Verse now? Why? But then I went to his Instagram and I read out the full caption of his post. And And there was a little part at the bottom where he said, I'm not going to be blue this time. So I was just like, okay. You know, it's just the same actor playing a different version of a character. That's whatever. That's cool. You know, great. You know, that might tie into a multiverse thing they do later, but you know, good. I'm glad we're getting I'm glad we're getting a new version of Electro because the one in Amazing Spider-Man 2 kind of sucked. Glad to see Jamie Foxx gets another chance. He's a good actor i kind i did enjoy his performance to some extent in that role in amazing spider-man 2 but anyway that announcement comes out and then he deletes the post on his instagram and i'm just like well did something change or is he still electro and a lot of people were thinking it's because some of his he the post he did on Instagram was a slideshow post, like where you could do multiple pictures in one post. And a few of the photos he used were like fan art of Spider-Verse, like a live action Spider-Verse with Tom, Toby, and Andrew's Spider-Men standing together. And I was thinking, oh, well, maybe Marvel just like told him to take it down because it was giving people the wrong idea about what they're doing. And then also... I forget if it was around the same time, but it was also confirmed by Variety that Benedict Cumberbatch had signed on to play Doctor Strange in Spider-Man 3. So that also made me a little like, uh, what's going on here? Are we, are we doing what I think we're doing? Or is he just, is, is, there's gotta be some other explanation for why Doctor Strange is showing up in this movie. Maybe it's Peter trying to get him to reverse time or something. Or like how in the comics, there was a storyline 
where Peter has a, had his identity revealed and he went to Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange was able to erase the public's memory of knowing who Spider-Man is. So I was thinking like, okay, maybe that'll come in as like a last, you know, like a third act thing. Like he'll show up towards the end to help Peter and like tell him that like this can all be fixed. They just have to deal with whatever they're dealing with in the moment. And I was like, all right, you know, Jamie Foxx posting the Spider-Verse stuff but getting it taken down, little iffy, especially with his casting of Electro. Doctor Strange, still a little iffy but can be explained in other ways. And then, just today, not only has it been confirmed by the Hollywood Reporter that the actor who played Dr. Octavius in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 is returning to Marvel to play that same role in Spider-Man 3. But now, Collider has reported that Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, Tobey Maguire, and Kirsten Dunst are all in final talks to sign on for Spider-Man 3. What the fuck is going on? Why are we doing Spider-Verse this early in the MCU? This is not... I don't want this. I don't want this now. This is way too early for them to be thrusting Tom Holland's Peter Parker into a multiverse situation. This is way too much for him to handle. Not only did he recently just lose, you know, his only father figure in Tony Stark, but he has also now been betrayed by Mysterio, framed for murder, and had his identity exposed to the entire public. And you are trying to force me to watch a movie where he most likely will have to be sidelined to give the other two Spider-Men screen time and for them to basically take over the plot when it is supposed to be Tom Holland's movie. It's his Spider-Man movie. Why are they trying to force the other two Spider-Men into this? Tobey Maguire already had a trilogy. Why can't they let why can't anyone let that go? He had a trilogy. Stop. I don't even think he wants to be doing this shit. He was, you know, he was just as upset as Sam Raimi was when all the shit with Spider-Man, you know, his Spider-Man 3 went down. I don't think he wants to come back to this role 13 years later. What is the point in that? He was already too old to be playing a teenage slash college age Peter Parker in those movies. But you, and you're expecting me to believe that he would come back and still put on the suit? There's no way. I refuse to believe he would want to come back for this. Like, I just... I don't want this to happen. And I, I don't know why people do want it to happen. I mean, I know... I know... I follow a few, like, MCU Spider-Man stan accounts on Twitter... And even they don't want this to be happening right now. So I know I have at least a few other people on my side with this. When I say that this shouldn't be happening now. 
give us Spider-Verse after the Doctor Strange sequel, after Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch fully open up the multiverse for the MCU. Why are you trying to make this the entrance to the multiverse in the MCU? Isn't that the point of making Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness? It literally has multiverse in the title. We don't even know Spider-Man 3's like a fit like full title yet. Like we don't know like the subtitle. But we know it's MCU Spider-Man 3. This is like this movie should be about Tom Holland's Peter Parker on the run from, you know, the federal government, from, you know, any villains that might be out there trying to hunt him down while also trying to make sure that the people close to him, like Aunt May, MJ, Ned, Happy Hogan, all them are safe and that they don't get attacked or killed by any supervillains or whatever. This should not be a Spider-Verse movie. Because if it is, I'm still going to go see it, but I'm going to be disappointed at the fact that they are rushing this. Much like how they rushed Civil War in the MCU. Let's be honest, they could have waited until, you know, Marvel had the chance to get the rights back to the Fantastic Four and X-Men to do a full, a full-scale Civil War for the MCU. But no, they forced it into the, of the plot line for the Captain America trilogy, which is, that trilogy really is the, about the friendship between Captain America and Bucky. They should not have thrown Civil War in there just because they could. And I just, I don't understand why we need, we don't need Spider-Verse this early. Yes, I do want to see Andrew Garfield get a chance to redeem his, you know, performance as Peter Parker. No, I don't want to see Tobey Maguire in the suit again. I don't like those movies as is. Why the fuck would I want to see him again? Especially when he got a full trilogy. Why are you guys trying to make it seem like just because they didn't make a fourth movie, he didn't get, you know, Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire didn't get what they deserved. They got a full trilogy. They got three movies out of this franchise. I think that's more than enough. Like, come on now. Yes, I know they were planning on doing a fourth, but who cares? Like, leave it alone. Let Tobey Maguire rest. Sam Raimi is directing the second Doctor Strange movie. He's directing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. If he wants to throw in a cameo of Tobey Spider-Man, let him do it in that movie, not in Tom's Spider-Man 3. Let Tom Holland have this movie to himself. Let this be a story focused on him. Because holy shit, I like, I just don't, why is this necessary? The only people I know who want this are people that hate Tom Holland's Peter Parker and just want to see Toby and Andrew's Peters, you know, have most of the screen time of the movie. Which really isn't fair if you don't like tom holland's peter parker then just don't watch his movies watch the movies that you already have don't force marvel and disney to you know shove their peter parkers down our throats just because you guys can't handle the fact that they're done playing spider-man leave it be for fuck's sake
it's not like it's not that difficult to understand that Spider-Man is probably you know Tom Holland's Peter Parker is probably going to be around for longer he's already been around for longer than both Peter or Toby and Andrew's Peter Parker's like their runs are both done Tom Holland is going to be our Spider-Man like it come on I just I like listen I'm gonna be honest with you I think the only re if this if Spider-Verse is officially happening as Spider-Man 3 which we don't know for sure yet we don't know 100% for sure because especially the Collider article is just based off of rumors still so we're not even sure but we are getting a teaser for Spider-Man 3 this month. So whenever that comes out, if it, you know, I'll talk about it and you know, depending on which way it goes, whether it's focused on Tom's Peter and it's just his movie or if it's Spider-Verse, I will talk about my feelings on it on an episode of this. But I have a feeling that if this movie is 100% a Spider-Verse movie, I have a feeling it is Sony forcing Marvel, Disney, and Kevin Feige to make it like this. The reason I'm saying that is because I think Sony, when when the whole thing of Spider-Man being out of the MCU almost happened, I think Sony... When that happened, I think they were planning on making Spider-Man 3 a Spider-Verse movie. Had they, you know, had it been kept that he was, that Tom's Spider-Man was out of the MCU completely. But when they re but, see, if you don't know the story, Tom Holland was a major part of getting Spider-Man back into the MCU. Like, he was kind of the middleman between, um, Bob Iger, who's the CEO of Disney or he, who was he I think he he's not anymore but at the time he was and Tim Rothman who's the CEO of Sony Sony Pictures I should say not Sony you know as a whole because Sony is a massive multi-million dollar conglomerate that isn't just movies but anyway Tom Holland was kind of the middleman between those two trying to keep Spider-Man back in the MCU I think had that not happened Spider-Man 3 would have been a Spider-Verse movie. They would have gotten, you know, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire back no problem because it wouldn't be tied to the MCU. It could just be focused on them three without anything to kind of, like, get in the way of that. And also, I have a feeling the characterizations of a lot of characters would have completely changed. They probably would have started mentioning Uncle Ben every five minutes, MJ would have all of a sudden been a redhead and actually been referred to as Mary Jane because because of the whole deal between Sony and Marvel with the rights to Spider-Man, she can't actually be called Mary Jane in the MCU. I don't know why. It's kind of ridiculous. That's why I wish Disney would just like buy the buy all the rights to all the Spider-Man characters that Sony owns back so that Marvel can have complete control over Spider-Man. But, um, 
now I think with Spider-Man, you know, staying in the MCU, I think Sony is kind of forcing Kevin Feige to fulfill their idea of a live-action Spider-Verse. But I'll be honest, I don't think Kevin Feige wants to. I think he agrees with most people like me that it's way too early to do Spider-Verse. Which it really is. Like, I'm sorry, but if you don't agree with me on that, then you just want fan service. Like, you don't want an actual story. You don't want any actual character development for e any three of the Spider-Men. You just want fan service. You just want to see all three of them swinging through New York City beating up supervillains. That's, I'm sorry, but that's really all you want. And if you can't admit it, then, you know, if it is a Spider-Verse movie and you go to see the movie, try to pay attention to the plot and try not to geek out every time all three of them are standing together. Because I know I won't be if it is a Spider-Verse movie. I'll be pissed off that they wasted this movie... They wasted the opportunity to do a bigger, grander scale Spider-Verse movie. And instead they just made it Tom Holland's third Spider-Man movie. But at that point it won't even really be his movie. It'll kind of just be the other two Spider-Men's movies. Because, you know, Sony will force Marvel to be more focused on giving both of them closure rather than completing Tom Holland's first trilogy. Because he he's going to have three. He's finishing this one, which is supposed to be, you know, his high school trilogy. Then they'll do a college trilogy, and then they'll do a fully-fledged adult trilogy for him. That's their plan for Spider-Man in the MCU. I don't know if they're still going to go through with that with the renegotiations with Sony and Marvel, but if they do, then, you know, that'll we'll probably start to see a bunch more announcements about it when that when those, you know, you know, conversations happen. But the bottom line of all this is super is you know movie you know studios need to stop thinking that in order to grab attention for their next movies they need to in every single movie do a big event from the comics or from whatever because think when DC started their new slate of movies, they did Man of Steel. So everyone was like, okay, cool. New take on Superman, you know. See, you know, the origin story. We see, you know, him fully become Superman. All cool, all good. And then they announced that the sequel will be Batman versus Superman. With the Comic-Con announcement for that movie being the actor who plays uh, General Swanwick reading out a monologue from Batman from the Dark Knight Returns graphic novel, which basically confirmed to everyone that the Batman we were going to be getting in this, new, in this new DC movie universe would be an older, more worn-out Batman. And then not only do we get basically you know the batman v superman stuff from the end of dark knight returns but we also get the introduction of wonder woman teasers for the rest of the justice league and doomsday and the death of superman all in one movie they crammed all of that into one movie now given i recently rewatched batman v superman 
I don't think it's that bad of a movie, but there was n- ab- it was absolutely not necessary to cram that many events into one film. But I digress. And it's, like I said, same thing with Civil War. Marvel could have waited till they had more characters in their movie roster to do Civil War. Then they could have gone all out. They could have actually accurately done the full events from the comics. Like, they could have had, you know, some D-list superheroes at the beginning trying to shoot a reality show of them stopping bad guys, ending up blowing up a schoolyard, killing hundreds of kids, and that leads to, you know the government wanting to control superheroes and then you know you split the sides down the middle and then you have a giant ass fight between all these different characters it would have been so much better given i enjoy civil war but not for the fact that it does the that it does a very loose retelling of the comic i enjoy civil war because of how it feeds into the story for you know the the MCU and like building up to Infinity War and Endgame and you know bringing in Spider-Man and Black Panther those are the reasons I enjoy it not for the other not for the reasons that most people would probably do enjoy it for I just I think a good example of taking a major event from the comics and adapting it into the movies was Captain America Winter Soldier. That's one of the best executions of a major comic event brought into the movies. Because not only did they, you know, reconfigure the story from the comics to fit into the MCU, but they also did it well. They handled every aspect of it well. The characters, the writing, the story, the plot twists, everything. Meanwhile... Then you have movies like Avengers Age of Ultron, which, again, I don't think it's a bad movie, but at the same time, I don't think they should have, you know, tried to do this story in one movie. Because in the comics, the Age of Ultron storyline goes on for way longer and also has a lot more to do with the internal conflicts between Tony Stark and Hank Pym. Well, no, I think it's just Hank Pym in the comics because he's the one that creates Ultron in the comics, not Tony Stark. But you get what I mean. In the comics, after Ultron, you know, becomes self-aware and starts wreaking havoc on the world, Hank Pym really has to look at himself and be like, have I gone too far with my technology and what I'm trying to do for the world? And, you know, as a hero, this is, you know, in the movie... You kind of get that where Tony and Bruce are talking about like, oh, you know, we're mad scientists. We've got to figure this out. And but Tony never really has that clarity of thinking about what he just did in creating Ultron when Ultron starts to go bad. Like, yeah, him and Cap have that argument, but that more or less it was just kind of foreshadowing for Infinity War and Endgame. And also, um, Quicksilver was wasted in um, 
Age of Ultron, they should not have killed him. They should not have introduced him and killed him in the same movie. That was kind of dumb. I really hope they bring him back somehow in WandaVision. You know, when it's when it comes out next month. Like, I, I hope that through the series, they either they do fully bring him back in that series, or they leave en- enough hints for when the Doctor Strange sequel comes out, which Scarlet Witch will be in, they fully... He, Ugh, they fully bring him back because he genuinely like that's the best on-screen adaptation we have of Quicksilver and uh to any X-Men movie fans who got mad at me for saying that because they love Evan Peters you know version um I don't care because not only does he not look not only does Evan Peters Quicksilver not look like you know the comics but also he's not you know any sort of european or anything he's just american and his name's not pietro so he's the least comic accurate out of the two the version from age of ultron i forget the actor that put aaron taylor johnson aaron taylor johnson's quicksilver is way more comic accurate his costume while yeah it's like crude it's like it's not like a it's not the full like blue and white bodysuit it's a lot closer and also his backstory while it's not tied to the mutants like it is in the comics with him being you know the son of magneto and i think i forget who else gene gray maybe i don't know no that's not right not gene gray i take back what i said about that but you know son of magneto whatever but it's close you know it's close enough with them you know not only his speed you know kind of working a bit better or i think his speed looks a lot better in age of ultron than it does in any of the x-men movies he's in but also his care like his motivations and all not only as a villain but also as a good guy work a lot better than they do with him just as a hero in the x-men movies so you know but um i am excited for wandavision i am excited to see what that does because they're also bringing in an adult version of monica rambeau from uh, captain marvel and also the first episode apparently is in black and white entirely in black and white and focuses on wanda and vision living in like this 50s television sitcom fantasy so that'll be fun you know i'm genuinely excited for wandavision it was my least anticipated disney plus show when it was first announced now it's my most anticipated because yeah i am excited for falcon and the winter soldier just because of like the more political uh aspects and consequences it's gonna have for the mcu specifically with like how the government still handles the heroes with the Sokovia Accord still existing and the whole disaster with, you know, the snap and the blip. But when it comes to how it's going to affect the MCU overall, WandaVision, I am looking forward to way more. But I am looking forward to all of the Disney Plus Marvel shows. WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and She-Hulk. Those are the ones that have been announced so far. They're good. They're definitely going to do more. 
but Ms. Marvel actually just started shooting, and from the set photos, oh yeah, I forgot Hawkeye. Hawkeye also started shooting. The set photos we've gotten from both of those so far look very promising. They confirm the set photos for Hawkeye confirmed Haley Steinfeld is playing Kate Bishop. That's a win in my book because she from the start, from when they first announced that and that they were doing Kate Bishop, she was everyone's number one pick. She's dead ringer for it. She's great. She's already got some experience with playing a, a badass female superhero with voicing uh, Spider-Gwen and in Into the Spider-Verse. So that e- that makes me even more excited for her role as Kate Bishop. But also, I can already tell that the Miss Marvel show is going to be kind of like, it's almost going to be more of like a kid's adventure show more than it is really a, like a superhero show. Just from, like, the photos of, like, um, Kamala Khan dressed up in, like, a Captain Marvel costume and, like, you know, hanging out with her friends, which that makes me even more excited because, like, it's something fresh and it's something interesting and, you know, it's probably something that, like, people who are older and who have grown up with the MCU and, you know, if they have kids, that'll probably be one of the first MCU things they show their kids because it'll kind of more suit that demographic. And uh, Moon Knight, that's going to... I think it's confirmed that Oscar Isaac is playing Moon Knight. So that's fucking A1 casting, in my opinion. Like, I already know he's going to kill it. Um... We there's the there's a lot of like interesting Marvel stuff coming up like Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings I'm excited for that because I know everyone was pissed off with the fake out Mandarin shit in Iron Man three I frankly couldn't give a shit because it works for the story stop bitching about it for fuck's sake that movie is now seven years old shut the fuck up um and also now we are getting the actual Mandarin so you can stop complaining. Um, Eternals, like, we're literally getting a movie set thousands of years in the past, focusing on cosmic, godly beings, and also Black Knight is gonna be there, played by Kit Harington from Game of Thrones. Bro, that that is literally, like, one of the most perfect MCU castings that Marvel has had recently, like, next to, like, Kate Bishop with Haley Steinfeld, like, A1, bro. And then, you know, the Doctor Strange sequel, that's gonna be great, like, that's gonna be fun as fuck, with Sam Raimi directing, and with them just going balls to the wall with it. Black Widow, I was excited for when the first trailer dropped, and when it was supposed to come out in May of this year, but now... Not really, especially because recently they've basically just been spoiling the whole movie. Literally a few months ago, they came out with an article saying that uh, the character of Yelena from the movie is going to be the next Black Widow in the MCU, and she's also going to show up in the Hawkeye show, which, why the fuck would you spoil that? Why would you, like, bring that up? Like, come on, just let the... just. How hard is it for them to just let the movies reveal everything for themselves? Why do they have to talk about it so much? 
Let it be. Leave it alone. And now they're also saying the movie's going to finally explore what happened in Budapest. The fucking whatever Hawkeye and Black Widow have been talking about for years and years now in the MCU. Like, cool, great. You could have just let us, you could have let that be a surprise for us when we saw the movie. But no, you have to keep pushing it back, and you can't just fucking put it on Disney+. Plus. Like, Jesus, Marvel and Disney have enough money as is. Do they really need to f- wait until Black Widow can come out in theaters? They have so many other movies they can wait for to come out in theaters to make hella money. Avengers Endgame is the, num- is the number one movie of all time, box office-wise. It literally beat Avatar. Why are you worried, Marvel? Why are you worried, Disney? Disney literally prints money. I don't I don't know why they're worried. Um I'm trying to think of what else was announced M- movie-wise. I think uh, well Black Panther 2 is kind of in a weird place cuz apparently they're still going to start shooting next uh, next year. But with Chadwick Boseman passing away, I don't like. I just don't know what kind of story they're gonna go with. Like, I assume it's gonna be Shuri taking over as Black Panther, but there's also talks of Michael B. Jordan coming back as Killmonger, even though he clearly died at the end of the first movie. So I don't know what's going on there. <clears throat> Maybe he'll come back, and after everything that happened at the end of Black Panther, he'll kind of he'll kind of have like a change of heart, and he'll be like a hero. It'll kind of be like a Loki situation with like how his character was, you know, going in the MCU up until he died in Infinity War. And now the evil version of him is back because he grabbed the Cosmic Cube in when they went back to the end of the first Avengers movie in Endgame. And he grabbed it and dipped. And now that's going to be the focus of the Loki Disney Plus show. Um... I've you know I spent most of this episode talking about Spider-Man 3 you know how I feel about that however way it goes um Captain Marvel 2 don't really know anything about it so you know we'll see we'll see what they you know we'll see what they do with that I'm still excited nonetheless I thought Captain Marvel was a good movie don't know why everyone hates it I'm sorry to all you incels who can't accept the fact that Brie Larson is a, is a superhero now, but um, how about shut the fuck up and stay in your basements because we don't want you here. Um, oh yeah, I forgot Blade was announced at Comic Con. It's not gonna be a Phase Four movie. It's gonna be I assume a Phase Five movie, but still exciting with Mahershala Ali, um, playing Blade. That's that's gonna be exciting to see. I've I've never seen any of the Wesley Snipes Blade movies, but I'm still excited to see how they pull off Blade in the MCU, especially with the fact that with that they're basically gonna be introducing vampires. Um, I know at Comic Con, not obviously they didn't have one this year. I'm talking about all the stuff they announced last year. Um, Kevin Feige on stage he mentioned um. Fantastic Four and Mutants. He didn't specifically say X-Men. He just said Mutants. But Fantastic Four. Hold on. Another little hangnail. Alright. Anyway. 
Fantastic Four, the kind of movie I'm hoping for with Fantastic Four is I kind of want it, I kind of want Fantastic Four to be, how I want the movie to be is I want it to be set in a alternate universe where the Fantastic Four are a an established superhero team, but they live in this universe where everything is kind of like an idyllic like 50s world like everything is perfect you know houses are clean every you know every family is like a a husband and a wife and two kids you know a little boy a little girl very nice classic cars all that kind of stuff and then you know they have to fight you know Dr. Doom or whoever I don't know and that leads to them you know getting sucked into the main Marvel you know the main MCU universe and kind of having to um quickly adjust to all this stuff going on like the world like the universe they live in is like it's like 50s but it's also like there's a lot of future tech in there so when they arrive in the main MCU universe, you know, especially like Reed Richards, he's kind of already fairly accustomed to all the technology that they have, especially stuff that like Tony Stark had worked on and whatnot. And then with mutants in the MCU, I want to see a lot more focus on characters like Cyclops, Jean Grey, Beast, Magneto, Professor X... Nightcrawler, I want to see them finally do Gambit justice. He was supposed to get a solo movie with Channing Tatum playing Gambit, but it never happened. Um, and, you know, I just kind of, I want to see focus on characters other than Wolverine. Because I love Wolverine, he's a great character, but they did, they beat him to death literally and figuratively because of Logan 2017 um so I kind of just want them to dial dial back a little bit on the Wolverine you know train and maybe let some other X-Men characters have a bit of a shining a more shining moment maybe introduce some obscure ones back in like the 90s there was supposed to be a movie for the X-Men character Dazzler maybe throw her in Maybe give her like a Disney Plus show. That'd be dope. I'd love to see that. Also now, uh, Marvel has the rights back to Daredevil. So please get Charlie Cox back. Please get Vincent D'Onofrio back as Kingpin. Please bring them into the MCU. Please let Spider-Man and Kingpin fight. Please let Daredevil and Spider-Man team up. Um... Daredevil is going to be brought into the MCU. His, you know, they're just going to pick up right after, you know, after Deadpool 2. They're, it's going to be like a seamless transition. His third movie's still going to be R-rated. He's going to, he's most likely going to address the fact that he's now under the House of Mouse and he, you know, he'll only be able to swear in his own movie. So there's just like a five minute segment in his third movie where he's just swearing his ass off to get it all out of the way for you know most of the rest of the movie maybe and then when he's in like team up movies they'll dial him down to pg-13 but i'm sure they'll still make it work because you can 
they can kind of still swear in the MCU. They just can't say fuck. They've gotten close twice now. Or no. Four times. First in Iron Man 2, when that weird senator dude said, fuck you, Mr. Stark. But they ble- like it was bleeped on television. And then in Spider-Man Homecoming, when Aunt May sees Peter in the suit, she goes, what the fuck? And then it cuts off. And then at the end of Infinity War, when Nick Fury starts, you know, dusting away, he goes, mother And then it cuts. And then number four, Far From Home, when Peter sees his identity get revealed, he goes, what the f-? And then cuts off again. So, you know, it'll be nice to see how Daredevil reacts to all that. He'll probably be constantly breaking the fourth wall, like always, which, listen, if he can do it, in the comics especially during like big team up events where he's with a bunch of other heroes especially heroes that show up in the MCU and he can make the fourth wall breaking work without it breaking the tension all that much I'm sure they can do it in live action and Ryan Reynolds has the charisma to not only do funny but also do serious so I have complete faith in how they will handle everything from here on out specifically like Marvel and Disney Mainly, I just, I mainly I have all my faith in Kevin Feige. That's really it. Because he really d- hasn't missed when it comes to how he's handled anything relating to the MCU. Or, you know, any surrounding Marvel properties that are getting brought back into Disney and Marvel's ownership. So, I have full trust in him. I, you know, anything that he announces, anything that he explains for further movies, TV shows, projects, whatever, I will, I will take it, I will take his full word, and, you know, that will be that. Um, so yeah, um, I think I'll wrap it up here, that was, you know, kind of just like, that was just all nerd talk for that whole time. So, you know, sorry to anyone who doesn't like nerdy shit, but it's whatever. This will be o- this this show will be over in a few episodes anyway, so just stomach it for a little bit for fuck's sake. But anyway, um if you guys want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter, my uh handle is lovesanatra. And if you want to follow me on TikTok, my uh username on there is young underscore zanatra still haven't changed that gotta change it probably will have a change by the next episode anyway guys i hope you enjoyed listening and i hope to see you in the next episode bye